and welcome to another edition of our Uxbridge High School podcast. I'm your host for this uh, quick set of interviews. My name is Mike Rubin. I'm the principal at the high school and delighted to have with us uh, someone who has far more experience playing with devices like this, Our one of our art teachers, digital media and technology education teacher, Joe Barrows. Joe, thanks for a few minutes. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. Uh, so, Joe, a um, lot of exciting things happening with digital media and... Um, Probably for, for the layperson out there listening, what, what is actually a digital media class at Uxbridge High School? Oh, man. Um, so on any given day, a digital media class is um, teaching students how to use current technology to express an idea, a story, um, or just simply um, anything they want to to sort of uh, communicate with the world. It's, it's, it's information technology. Video, photo, sound. Video, photo, sound, graphic design, um, yeah, 3D modeling, some some really interesting so, um, technological advancements there. So obviously, I think for students, the students love to play with toys. Yeah. And so you get to play with lots of different kinds of toys uh, with with the students. And how long does it take for a student from day one walking into a class at the beginning of a semester to actually have this technology in their hands? Um, we try to get them going almost immediately because uh, the, the best way to learn, especially with something like a video or a photo class or even something like a software, um, is just exploration. Um, it's that project-based environment that we kind of um, sort of really, really try to push here to show students that I'm not going to be able to teach you 100% of everything you need, um, but they will learn through exploration and trying and failing and then succeeding eventually. And that's kind of the loop that we use here to keep students motivated and, and interactive. One of the things I actually heard from a student a few days ago was uh, how they couldn't wait to redo something. And, you know, in a world where um, failure is one of those things that we try to encourage, believe it or not, so that kids can learn how to persevere and, and bounce back from challenges that they face, not just with a camera, but in, in life in general. Um, and I know maybe building on the motto of there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. Yeah. Uh, how does that integrate itself in where you have some parents who might say, well, gee, if you're going to encourage my kid to fail, there's no way they can get an A. Uh, that's certainly not the case. Yeah, no, I mean, um, from day one, the class, and this is something that I tell my kids, like right at the beginning of the semester when we have our little introduction, um, you know, first day meeting. And the idea is that for me at least, and it might be like sacrilege for some people, but I really don't care about the number. It's never been about a number for me. It's always the product and the process of that product first. Um, so the way I explain it to parents and students who are frustrated is um, the more you fail, as long as you're failing in a way that's constructive, then why is it even a failure? Because eventually you'll take that information and you'll make something better and more successful. Um, so that idea of being able to fail, but then know eventually you're going to get something better out of it is sort of like the carrot in front of the person. Um, that's always what it's been for me with, with any form of media that I've worked with. And while we're on the subject of, you know, maybe grading and assessment, sure. and w one of the challenges that I think the community, and we heard from parents last year, this is only year one of, of having a five grade high school, eight, yeah. eight through 12. And you're one of the handful of educators that was a nine through 12 teacher that is now an eight through 12 teacher. Sure. Could you tell people a little bit about what it's been like to have an eighth grader sitting in a class potentially with a 10th or 11th grader and, and how, that's, how that's gone and what the integration has been like? Um, from what I see, I mean, like you said, I kind of have a mixed bag of students all the time. That's that's electives in high school. But um, 
it can go either way, but for the most part, it's been um, primarily positive, you know? Um, this, the little kiddos, the ones who are coming in from, from the middle school, strive to sort of meet the expectations of the kids that are above them. Um, so what I'm running into is um, what I was really nervous about personally when this the switch was happening was like differentiation, right? Like how are you going to meet the needs of an eighth grader while also meeting the needs of a 12th grader who's about to leave and go off into a, you know, a college setting? Um, but quickly I've noticed that if you kind of deal the cards right and you kind of motivate them all sort of the way that I hopefully have been trying to, that you don't really need to differentiate um, for most parts. They, they kind of, like I said, the eighth graders like to sort of have that challenge of striving to be up there with those kids. And then the 12th graders and even the 11th graders and again, 10th maybe even, um, they like to set standards and they like to be the role model that I've, I've, that I've seen from a lot of those kids that they want to be that role model that says, you know, like, oh, well, like stay in check or, you know, do this and everything will be cool. And they're like a role model. And it's really interesting to, um, to view. I've never, I've never been part of this or something like this before. So it's really interesting. So video, digital photo, graphic design, we're sitting here at a sound stage. Yeah. Um, if you had your, your magic wand or for someone to walk in and, and, and be able to see what you would say is ideal or the perfect situation for one of these classes, what, what would someone see? Uh, right now, it would be with no kids in the class. They would all be out in the halls doing work. They would all be out in the halls making things. That's, that's what I love to see because um, it shows that we're out and about. You know, This classroom um, in particular is like the, the main hub, right? It's the control room. But outside in the halls and, and, and outside of the school is where the magic really happens. So if someone were to come in and say, what's the ideal um, class look like and how if, if it's running successful or not, it'd be no kids in the room. They'd be in the halls making videos and shooting photography and taking references for graphic design and so on and so forth. Aren't you glad I gave you all these questions ahead of time? Yeah, I'm su- yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> for the for the record, folks. I uh, I told Mr. Barrows you're coming in. We're going to do a quick interview, partially because I wanted to test the equipment, but partially because extemporaneous speaking is fun. So. Yeah, I'm stressed out right now, but that's okay. You did a fine job. Thank that's, you, sir. Uh, that's I appreciate Joe it. Barrows. He's our digital media teacher. You check out a lot of his students' work when you watch it on Uxbridge Cable and. Uh, We'll have another quick segment in just a moment. Oh, hold on. Can oh, I say something? You, Sorry. You can, no. um, if you if, if everyone's listening to this, please go and follow us at um, Twitter at UHS Art Nerds. That's where we post all of our cool graphic design work as well for those kiddos. Spelled just like it sounds, right? UHS Art Nerds. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Varros. All right. Thanks, guys. As part of uh, this week's podcast, we're winding down with the class of 2019, and we'll be talking to a number of members of this great senior class about some of the experiences they've had and some of the things that'll be happening for them in the future. And uh, we're going to start with a couple of our star field hockey players who recently had a uh, signing day held in the gym at our school with their families and their coach. Uh, Maggie Stryker was a goaltender on our uh, district finalist field hockey team from this past fall, and Erica Doobie, who uh, will be both playing their, uh, continuing their field hockey careers next year. Maggie, you're going to? Uh, Long Island University Post. And Erica is heading north? To Franklin Pierce University. So it's been probably a journey in field hockey that for both of you started a long, long time ago. Did you ever really imagine it would end with you signing your name to a letter and getting to play at the at the next and the highest level? Well, originally, I was supposed to strictly do softball for college, and <laughs> freshman year, my coach was like, hey, you should try club field hockey, and I enjoyed it, so I ended up going and joining a club team, and 
doing all these crazy like trips and college coaches attend these trips and one of them was like hey I want you to be my starting goalie I'm like no you're kidding like when I was a freshman and then here I am now uh you know possibly on this I am on this D1 team it's I'm excited it should be good yeah when I was younger I definitely thought softball was going to be the sport to play in college just with my dad being a softball coach and him always being about softball but then Freshman year came around and softball started to die out for me and I found a field hockey team, fell in love with it and just decided it was my favorite thing to do. So for both of you uh, watching kind of the twists and turns, I can imagine that a, uh, a conversation with a college coach in a freshman year of high school or even a little bit later doesn't overnight become a collegiate letter of intent. There are probably some families out there that are listening saying, well, I've got a I've got a sixth grader, I've got a seventh grader, I've got a tenth grader. Uh, what are some of the things that you would say have been most important for both of you on this journey? I basically busted my butt. I was doing field hockey almost every day. I went to all these tournaments, and at first um, I wasn't the best, but you have to have like that true grit to keep pushing on, and it has to be something you really enjoy. And yeah, it's like put your mind to it. You can't just think, oh, I'm going to show up to my regular practices and get better and be great. You have to, like, put out the extra work. Yeah, definitely hard work was the biggest thing for it. You can't just expect something great to happen from not working hard for it. You had to go 110 at every practice. You had to be willing to get better, willing to practice extra, work harder, listen to what your coaches said to make you the best that you could be. Now, I guess I'm wondering, um, the process is a little different when you're a, a student athlete than, you know, just worrying about taking SATs and throwing some applications and talking to guidance counselors. Uh, beyond the work and beyond the focus in school, uh, for, again, maybe some of those families and, and younger student athletes thinking about the commitment it takes, what's the advice you both have? Well, for me, I'm not going to lie, I did most of this on my own with the help and support of my family. So in order to get started, I would say make, like, a list of um, the schools that you're maybe possibly interested in, like, the career path you're interested in, and um, you can start narrowing down. I would narrow it down based on academics rather than division, because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to be strictly D1, and it ended up being happening, but it was because of the education that I rather looked for than the, the school itself. They came to me, and I just worked hard, and it all worked out. Yeah, I definitely started with just finding physical therapy at a school. It wasn't focused on field hockey, if they had it, if they didn't, because I was more worried about the major. But then as I started to tour the schools, found out they had field hockey while having physical therapy and being able to handle both, it started to become easier to find both in one school. You guys will be in two different states. Have you thought about what it would have been like to play against each other instead of mm. with each other? <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been cool, but I think... We're never going to... Yeah, we'll probably never be near we'll each other. We'll never be near each other at the... At, yeah, because we're different. Be, be, yeah. summer, be summer practices, I'm sure. Somewhere along the line, we'll catch you. Oh, yeah, we'll meet up. <laughs> yeah, between seasons and shoot at the high school. So we'll yeah. be there. We'll, we'll be looking for We'll leave the goals out for you. Good. Oh, sweet. Because you get new ones, too. I'm working on it. I lo see, you're, you wouldn't even get to benefit from them, and you're, and you're out there trying to sell. I appreciate I'm that. I'm looking out there for the future goalies because, you know, it's a big, mm. it's a big job. Big, big pads to fill. To fill yeah. big, pads to, big pads. Big pads. Well, thank you both, and congratulations on, uh, you know, everything that's happened. You've certainly earned it, and you've made a lot of us here at Uxbridge High School very proud. So thank you, and thanks for joining us. Thank you thank for having you. us. Mm -hmm.
Well, in addition to a great deal of our athletic prowess, our seniors have been well represented in the in the classroom this year, and uh, with some new courses that have been offered here at Uxbridge High School. Uh, Hannah Smith and Olivia Hicks are both taking our Principles of Biomedical Science class, and in that, recently participated in what's called an industry competition, which was uh, sponsored by, I believe, the Boston Children's Hospital, and. Uh, had to do with uh, finding innovative ways of treating diabetes. And uh, all of our students submitted projects, and Hannah and Olivia's project was, uh, well, won the championship, I guess you could say. It was the best project overall for all the students in Massachusetts. So to both Hannah and Olivia, who are with us, uh, congratulations to you both. Thank you. So now you have to explain in, like, a hundred words or less exactly what your innovation was and uh, there are probably a lot of people out there whose lives have been touched by diabetes and um, whose lives have been impacted by it. Um, I don't know a ton about what exactly you guys did so um, maybe you could shed some light on the project and what your inspiration was. Um, so basically we had to make a PowerPoint of a new and easier way to manage your diabetes and we focused on type 1 diabetes and made the tri-chip pancreas. So, so what does the tri-chip pancreas do? Well it has three little chips inside of you and one of them produces glucagon and the other one produces insulin and the third one controls it so it like connects to your phone so it's like a bluetooth kind of thing. Have, as you guys were presenting this, I mean, there's there's the scientific part of it, but there's also that uh, that element of being able to present and share your ideas. What did you like about this project, um, or in general this class? Uh, because it's it's different than your traditional sciences that you may have taken before. Yeah, I like how the class is more projects um, that will be used in the real world compared to taking a test. So being able to see all of our other classmates' ideas and then go up and share our own was different from what we're used to? Uh, I think it's an it's a class that you get to express yourself where you can, you have a set structure, but you get to build off of it in your own way. So this is the first year of a class, and you guys are upperclassmen, and I'm sure having had the background of some other sciences going into it helped. Um, Knowing that, though, and, and if you could go back and maybe think of this class as a 10th or 11th grader, uh, what are some of the things that you feel like you've learned, not just about the science, but just about maybe being a student and potentially being a uh, somebody who wants to study science after high school and how, the, how this class may have helped that? Um, well, I'm actually majoring in biomedical engineering, so this class showed me how many different parts there actually is to one major. And how you can use this class and figure out what you want to do with for the rest of your life. You're really going to be a biomedical engineer? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Have you and, and you've narrowed it down in part because of this class? Yeah, I've committed to WPI. And what kind of uh, what kind of biomedical engineer? Are you going to be one of those people that's like creating probably prosthetics. Oh my goodness. How about you, Liv? Are you uh, thinking about about something in the sciences when you head south? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to study uh, kinesiology. So again, uh, are there people in this class that you would say would could take this class and not be interested in science, or does having that interest make a difference? I definitely think anyone can take the class, and it's been seen this year, too. That if you don't want to go into science, you can still take it. And it's worthwhile and all that other, all that other happy stuff. Um, so to go back maybe a little bit to... Um, 
your project. What does it mean, like when you look at it in, in terms of your own maybe confidence and your own skills, to think that doctors who study diabetes every single day thought your project was the best? And there were hundreds of kids that submitted a project. I know for me it makes me awfully proud to, to say that little old Uxbridge came up with this, but for you guys I can imagine that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we definitely did not expect it at all, and we were really happy. Uh, yeah, we went into it just picking, researching, picking out ideas and making it one big project, and we just went for it, and it ended up coming in with the clutch win. <laughs> I knew you were going to make it about sports at some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my last question is, uh, you know, maybe about uh, you guys won't have the opportunity to, to take the, the second class in the sequence, which we're going to be offering in 2019-20. You'll be off doing pretty awesome things somewhere else. Um, my, my question would be, for you, what, what would you hope that students who take the second class in this would get out of it? Because some of your peers will, will be able to take that class, and in years you know, coming, coming up, they'll be able to take that class. If you could give advice to us as we structure maybe a biomedical program here, what, what advice would you give us? Keep it, keep it this real? Keep it this authentic? Or is there, is there something that you wish you had had in your four years that, that we could do better? This is your opportunity to tell the principal that, hey, here's some stuff you guys could do differently. Um, for me, I would just say take the second class as an opportunity to learn even more about biomed and how many different parts there really is to it. I feel like this year we did a lot of forensic stuff and de definitely diabetes. So there's so many other sides to it that you can study. I feel like just having one class, you don't get as much as there actually is in the real world. So taking the second class, you'll get to build off of it and see what else it, the world has to offer in that kind of area. I want to thank you both. This has been kind of fun, kind of a, a senior-focused little podcast here. That uh, So for Hannah Smith and Libby Hicks, thanks for your time. Congratulations again on the, uh, on the blue ribbon, the gold medal, whatever they call it, uh, in the industry challenge. I appreciate all you did to, to make our school look great. Thank, thank you. you. And with this uh, Class of 2019-focused uh, episode of this Spartan podcast, our uh, next guest is Andrew Goyette, who's one of the captains on the basketball team, quarterback the football team back in the fall, but perhaps most, most significantly had an opportunity to really do something great for a member of our community. And it, it went viral a few weeks ago, getting hits all over the country. And that was our, uh, our basketball team taking its, its team manager, plugging him into a JV basketball game, watching him score the game's last 10 points, and then with uh, really a, a bench-clearing explosion at the end of the game, everybody kind of mobbing mobbing things. It, it got a lot of attention, Andrew, so I haven't had an opportunity to say thanks to you and the team really formally, so uh, no better place than now. So thank you for, for everything you did. I know it meant a lot. Yeah, it really did. I mean, he stuck with us throughout the whole season, going to the away games, even though we told him he didn't have to. Just being there, supporting us, and just I just felt that like he's been there for all of us throughout the entire season. Why not just give him his big shot in a game? Well, for for someone like you, you've had you've had to, you've had to take a few big shots. You've you've taken a couple of shots, and uh, you've also had the opportunity to perform at a at a pretty high level. Uh, when there started to be a little bit of a tension coming to it. I don't think that's the reason why the Uxbridge basketball team committed to this and asked the coaches about it. I don't think you ever expected there to be uh, that kind of attention. Am I right? No, no. I just 
I didn't really think that it was ever going to be that much. Like, he was going to get on the news and everything else was going to happen. I mean, he just really stuck with it and really just helped us out a lot this season. So I asked the coach, I said, hey, coach, um, it's one of our last games of the season. Do you think we get JC involved and let him play in a game? And he said, yeah, Andrew, actually, uh, I think that's a great idea that you do that, and uh, we'll give him a shot in the JV game. Now, you guys had your own ups and downs this season, and, uh, you know, eventually falling on the road in the state tournament to the team that won the division the division championship, the state championship over Sherborne. Uh, losses like that sting, but I'm sure that the way your season was defined became about so much more than wins and losses. As a senior who's, you know, starting to maybe be able to reflect on the the opportunities you had as a student athlete here and the opportunities you had uh, for some others, uh, what do you think or what do you hope was the defining moment for your team? And because I, I tell you, I don't I don't think it had anything to do with wins, losses, or a, or a Swickle championship. No, I mean realistically, I really think the defining part of the season was when we let him go in the game and just let him do give him a shot, but. Other than that, I just think that it really wasn't about wins and losses. It was about playing one more time with all the friends I have on the team and just just going out and giving giving it our all. So now you're 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 a senior, and um, I think I said to your senior class, a couple of them are floating around here in this room. Um, a couple of them, I think I said at, at one of your uh, first meetings that you blink and it'll be almost almost time to walk across that stage, and it's it's been fast. We came in here together actually. What would Senior Andrew Goyette tell freshman Andrew Goyette for advice because I'm sure there are some eighth and ninth graders who's who are going to be listening to this and and it, it probably starts with find good people around you including some of the people around this table but for you what would be the best advice you could give them? The best advice I could give the eighth graders and ninth graders coming up is just don't take advantage of the high school career because like I didn't take advantage of like my football my sophomore and junior year like I think whatever it's gonna have one more year and now now that it's over it's it's over I'm never playing again and just like just just relax when you're in high school and don't take everything so serious like when it comes to work you want to get it done but just take your time and enjoy your high school career because it just feels like yesterday was freshman orientation I was walking through the front door and now you know where the pool is yep (laughs) (laughs) Um, last thing is uh you know, as, as you think of some of the opportunities you've had and uh, some of the opportunities you've now given, um, you, le- you try to leave a team better than when you found it. And I think, you know, there have been some, again, ups and downs. When you, when you think about ups as a student athlete, what are those the result of? Uh, you know, people will say, well, I had good coaches. Oh, I had good teammates. I, had, I, I worked hard and I hit the weights and I did this and I did that. But I think there's more to it than just simple answers. What what do you think in, in your heart or in your mind led to you having a lot of ups um, as a student athlete, as a senior? Um, realistically, you, just, you really have to try hard in high school sports. You have to put your mind to it. If you're really not having fun, I would say find another sport. But if you really like it, you just got to work hard, and eventually all the hard work will pay off eventually in the end. And for one young man a few weeks ago, you guys did something great. And again, um, 
I know you were the guy that, that eventually went to the coaches, so I say thank you to you and, and certainly your teammates who supported it. And it was, it was really great. I mean, I was on vacation that weekend, and I started to get my phone was blowing up. And the next thing you know, I'm downloading every, every news app from Boston because every time I turned around, <laughs> Oxbridge High School was somewhere else. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it, it just you've got to give the kid a shot. I mean, someone who tries realistically that hard and just puts out through the entire season, being there, cheering us on. Even when we're not winning, we come to the bench. He was always there, like, good job. You just got to keep trying hard, and eventually everything would pay off. So, Hey, thanks, Andrew. We appreciate your time. Have a, have a great rest of your senior year. Thank you. Well, we've had a great time today talking to a number of members of our class of 2019. It's a very talented senior class that uh, means a lot to us here at Uxbridge High School. They've been through a lot of changes and uh, have certainly uh, dealt with a lot of uh, adjustments during their time from the way we've run our courses to our master schedule to a whole lot of other things, uh, new teachers and new faces, and uh, we certainly are very proud of the efforts they've had. Uh, on the fields, in the classroom, on behalf of their fellow citizens. Um, certainly it's been a, a pleasure for, for me to get to work with them. Uh, and we'll be talking more to some of their officers, their advisors, and uh, other members of the class as we wind down their experiences here, all leading up to uh, graduation in early June. Uh, but in the same time, we're also uh, in the process of, of welcoming a new grade as uh, we have been working with uh, the current 7th graders as well as the current 8th through 11th graders on uh, getting their classes and their schedules ready. We had a really terrific grade 7 open house here at the high school a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a lot of fun to have uh, their, the students here during the day. They uh, toured the building, they met with students, they uh, saw some classrooms, they met with administration and heard from guidance. And then the parents had another uh, event also on, a, on an evening where we were able to discuss some of our course selection procedures, our access to technology, and have them meet with uh, teachers around the building, uh, get to know a little bit more about what life at Uxbridge High School looks like from grade eight students' uh, perspectives. And we had uh, grade eight, nine, and 10 students uh, acting as the tour guides that night, which was a change. In the past, we've used upperclassmen. But given that the 8th and ninth graders are so close to this current 7th grade in terms of time spent together at the former McCluskey building and even knowing the students uh, sometimes socially through some of the activities here in town, uh, it made a lot of sense for them. And we really want to tip our hats to those, uh, those members of our 8th, ninth, and 10th grade classes for all the help they had uh, in, in really putting together a really meaningful night for the parents. The feedback has been extremely positive, and uh, we, we thank them and, and the efforts of the parents and students who, who came though, those days. Um, as for uh, the rest of the way, as we considered ways to uh, acclimate the current grade seven to Uxbridge High School, the class of 2024 that will be arriving here in the fall, there will be a formal orientation in August. We'll be sending out some information about that as we get closer to June and July. In the meantime, we'll have about three or four uh, parent coffees. Um, some of them will have some themes, meaning we'll have uh, a guest there to answer questions, say, about technology, if uh, that's the theme of the day. But for the most part, it's a, a pretty much an open forum where families can come, parents can come and, and ask questions about anything from uh, the uh, athletic schedules to 
uh, interscholastic, uh, I'm sorry, uh, extracurricular activities to uh, the way courses are structured, our pathways, and so on and so forth. So really, we try to make these as organic and open the session as possible. So if people come with questions, we'll try and answer them. And obviously, you can check out our, uh, our school website. You can check my blog, uhsprincipal.blogspot.com. Uh, There's plenty of information there about everything. Uh, and we are certainly continuing with podcasts and videos and uh, anything we, you could possibly ask for to try and uh, help you along the way over these next few months. So with that, we say thank you for tuning in to this uh, edition of our Spartan podcast for our members of the class of 2019 and Mr. Barrows, who were able to join us today. My name is Mike Rubin. I'm the principal of Uxbridge High School, and we thank you for tuning in. <laughs>